G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne with the financial support of the Community Radio Foundation. We come to you on the Community Radio Network through your local community radio station. On Friday, April the 6th at 6.40am at Bradbury Industrial Services in Campbellfield, an outer northern suburb of Melbourne, a massive chemical fire erupted. It took 175 firefighters to get it under control. Two workers were hospitalised with serious burns and residents in the surrounding suburbs had to seal themselves inside to protect themselves from the unspecified chemical onslaught and dark black smoke. This was the fourth major industrial fire in the area over the last three years. The Australian Workers' Union said about the Bradbury Industrial Services fire that industry regulations were not being effectively enforced. The reaction of people living and working in this area is that working-class people are bearing the brunt of government inaction and unscrupulous waste management industries, that they're being treated like rubbish. We investigate the aftermath of the Campbellfield fire but first, some union news. Disposable nappy manufacturer Kimberly Clark, producer of Huggies Nappies, has told 220 workers at its southwestern Sydney mill in Ingleburn that their jobs are going to China in July. The multinational says that despite the factory being in profit, the move is part of the company's global strategic planning position. Pressure from local and federal politicians have been ignored. CFMEU Textile Clothing Footwear National Secretary Jenny Cushell said this is a devastating blow for workers proud to be making the products that mums and dads across Australia rely on. As the news gets out, we already have parents asking, how will I know that Huggies nappies are still made to Australian safety standards? The reality is parents won't. We are rolling the dice by putting Aussie kids in nappies made in countries. Product safety standards are notoriously low. Our members in Ingleburn have given so much to the company with those efforts responsible for ensuring Huggies remained a market leader. Yet rather than reward that hard work, management has chosen to simply shut the factory. CFMEU Manufacturing New South Wales District Secretary Michael Aird said federal and state governments needed to stand up for Australian jobs and step up to have the decision reversed so that these jobs remain in Australia. Australian Education Union members in Tasmania took strike action early April as part of their workload solution and quality education campaign. On April the 1st, AEU said teachers had again rejected the government's political plan to relegate them to the lowest paid in the country and a plan that fails to address key issues such as large class sizes and lack of in-class support. The government should be focused on education solutions and 
what to do about classes of 30, year-long waits for kids to be assessed by speech therapists and not enough in-class support, as well as stopping Australian teachers from being the lowest paid in Australia, said Helen Richardson, AEU Tasmanian president. The government's most recent offer contained only a 0.25% improvement to the government's last pay offer and no new solutions on workload. Teachers are not willing to lock in three years of underfunding and under-resourcing for our kids, said Ms Richardson. One worker was killed and another seriously injured when a scaffold collapsed at a Macquarie Park building site in Sydney last week. The young man who died had just turned 18 and was an apprentice at the site. It took two hours for emergency services to reach the young man. To add to the horror of the situation, his father is a carpenter on the job and his mum works in the canteen. The other man, 39, was released from the rubble and taken to Royal North Shore Hospital under police escort. In Daily online newspaper reports that the South Australian Liberal government has granted the embattled South Australian pathology one year to prove it can rein in spending before it embarks on privatising the service with 200 jobs and 10 centres in the cost-cutting firing line. According to the government... South Australian pathology would need to cut its workforce from 1,400 full-time employees to 1,200 employees over three years to ensure the organisation's financial sustainability. According to the government's statement, much more detailed work needs to be done within each of these investment opportunities to see what the impact would be and that the job losses wouldn't fall on doctors or nurses, rather they would more likely impact backroom staff. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. Like I said yesterday, it's almost an annual event, a yearly event. The people of Broadmeadows in the north have to cop a factory fire, have to cop toxic shit dumped on them. A chemical fire. You know, these working class people have sadly expected this year in, year out. Four fires in three years. The government and the authorities, the EPA, WorkSafe, they have not learnt, not learnt one lesson. Individuals need to be held to account. Four fires in three years. No lessons learned, and I know from the Hume Distribution Centre where I worked since the first fire in 2016, I can name ten people that have come down with cancer in that place. Two of them are no longer with us, and both of them told me, without a shadow of doubt, those fires led to their illness, subsequent deaths. Four fires in three years. And every time the same wankers from Spring Street come to Broad Meadows in their suits, they put their high vis vest on, they struggle to get it on. <laughs> and they tell us that everything's under control and they know what, what we're going through. They wouldn't know what it's like to live in Broad Meadows. 
a disadvantaged area, the highest unemployment rate in Australia, disadvantaged suburb. You know, they, these fools wouldn't know a hammer from a house brick. And they, they tell us they know what's going on. Well, they don't. Because four fires in three years, nothing's been learnt. And yesterday at the public meeting, all they spoke about was the need for the factory owners to get back to their factories and the workers to get back to work. For profits to keep ticking over. They never spoke about the damage it's done to, to, to workers over the last three years, especially yesterday. The impact it's had where kids can't go to school, people can't go out and play sport. This is why people before profits has to be the number one priority. Where the people of Broadmeadows and the North have been taken for granted for too long. This is why things need to change. It can't be about profits anymore. It can't be where corporations and employers and bosses have more rights. Workers need to be put first and it cuts to the right of union issues, workers' issues, the right to organise, the right to strike, the right for a safe workplace. Like I said, four fires in three years. They haven't listened. People in Broadmeadows have had enough. They tell us that things are going to change. Well, things haven't changed. Things need to change. Like I said, it's about workers and union rights. And every time you turn the TV on, some liberal, liberal wanker says... There's got to be a tough cop on the beat to police workers and unions, construction workers, union officials. Well, where was the tough cop on the beat to police these companies that are storing chemicals in warehouses? Where was the tough cop then? What about the workers? What about people in Broadie? Things need to change in the north, you know, they keep saying the workers in Broadmeadows have underwritten the prosperity in the state you know, for decades, for generations. And what's their reward? They get toxic chemicals dumped on them every year. Well, it's not good enough. You might finish with a chant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Workers united will never be defeated. The 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 workers united. You're listening to Stick Together, Union News, Workers' Stories. That's the voice of Melbourne Northern Suburbs resident Marcus Harrington. Marcus is a National Union of Workers member and a local resident, and he organised a gathering of about a hundred people outside the town hall in Broadmeadows on Monday after the Friday fire at Bradbury Industrial Services in Campbellfield. There has already been a public meeting run by the Emergency Services and the Government where the EPA, the Environmental Protection Authority representative, lets everyone know that Bradbury 
Industry Services core business is to provide storage and disposal services for hazardous and industrial waste, specialising in treating solvent and other waste from paint and related industries. The Environmental Protection Authority said it had suspended the company's licence to accept waste on March the 15th after an inspection by officers showed that the business which was permitted to store 150,000 litres of hazardous materials, was found to have 400,000 litres on inspection. Let's go back to the Monday gathering in Broadmeadows to hear about the workers at the site. Thank you, Marcus. Like every one of you, I'm also shocked that this community is once again hit by another factory fire involving dangerous chemicals. Behind these factory fires, like Jerome said, there is a dodgy boss who has exploited the most vulnerable workers in our society. Through my work with Tamil Refugee Council, I have come to know many of the refugees at Bradbury. For many months, they have shared stories of terrible treatment by their boss in their workplace. While some workers were able to move on, many had no other choice but to continue working there. And this is largely uh, to do with their uncertain visas as refugees. Fairway Commission, has ordered Bradbury in the past to to pay unpaid wages. They have also had to reinstate workers who were unfairly dismissed. But when it came to real action, Fairway Commission and other uh, bodies failed to take action against Bradbury and that is why we're in this situation. Had the concerns raised by these workers were taken more seriously, our community would have saved from this disaster. If we had authorities who placed community need before corporations, we would have avoided this disaster. There are many workplaces like Bradbury that takes advantage of the uncertain visas uh, status of these refugees and offer them poor working conditions. Regulators must have better engagement with these workers. Like, like everyone else said, it is not our politicians and these factory owners who are living in this community and having to put up with damages caused by their fires. It is the community here that has to put up with this. They don't care if the refugee workers get cancer caused by the chemicals. They don't care if Vignesh died on that day. All they want is their corporate masters to make money. We must force these people to represent the community better. We must come back here again and again till we see change. Thank you. Oh!
Can you tell me about uh, the worker that was hurt? Vignesh has been discharged from hospital on Sunday and uh, he's at home. But the, the burns are pretty bad. He's still recovering from the burns to his face and ear and, um, and, and uh, the cheek area. Uh, did he inhale it by any chance? He did. In, so yeah. we, we don't know the, the long-term uh, damage to his health as a result of inhaling uh, the, 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 the toxic chemicals um, uh, but for the time being he's okay uh, but we are very concerned about the, the long term impact uh, has, uh, has he got any cover, uh, work cover or any of that sort of thing? Work cover, he would be eligible for it uh, when you know, again, you know, these processes are not uh, in favour of workers and, uh, and, and they take time uh, but Workhour will look after some of the expenses, but in situations like this, um, it's not. We're not just talking about the, um, uh, you know, the medical expenses. Uh, he has a family to look after. You know, he has he has to uh, put up with uh, so many other expenses, and uh, and those expenses, uh, we're really happy uh, that the the initiative by Migrant Workers Centre is going to give him a bit of relief. Uh, in terms of those uh, expenses, they they have raised over twenty one thousand dollars, and um, and so that's 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 very good. Um, uh, but yeah, in terms of medical expenses, uh, Workhour probably will get to it eventually. I don't know if you're able to tell me anything about what actually happened. Based on my conversation with Wignish uh, and other workers who were there uh, that day, he. He was pumping a drum, and um, and that a fire just uh, broke out um, uh, through that drum, and um, and then he um, he ran out um, as his clothes caught uh, caught fire. Um, he was pretty um, um, lucky in the sense that he wasn't wearing the overcoat uh, that day, uh, and so he was e- able to remove the clothes quite easily. And, um, and he ran outside. The ambulance wasn't called by the, uh, the, 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 the supervisors that day. Uh, rather, there was a truck driver uh, who took him to the hospital, dropped him off, and the car keys were given to his uh, friends. Um, and, and it was Wignes who told um, his housemate that this happened and he's been admitted uh, in hospital. Um, just before he uh, became unconscious, so, so it's you know as much as you know the the toxic fire and, and and the dodgy employer, you know even the way you know his injury was handled by the boss uh, shows you know what sort of situation these workers were uh, working under. We are really concerned about uh, the the workers who have lost their job now as a result of this fire. Um, they're vulnerable workers. They haven't got any. Um, um, they haven't got protection visas. Uh, they 
haven't got um, you know Centrelink benefits. We're really concerned for the uh, for the workers who are um, who have lost their job. So our next speaker from a distribution centre down the road, uh, Greg Spur, long-time NUW delegate. Um, I won't have a lot to say, but I, I just just want to tap into something that's very similar. You know, people like watching The Simpsons. Very funny show, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like kids, I'm sure you like it. Where are the kids? They're gone. Um, where does he work? Where does Homer work? Does anyone know? Yeah. Very similar analogy, isn't it? They've got plutonium flying all around the place. Does Mr Burns give much of a damn? I don't think so. He's living at the uh, top end of Collins Street, or with the equivalent over there, and he's he's got a pretty good pretty good lurk. But poor old Homer, he's risking life and limb every day. Is he going to get home to his family that night? Well, fortunately, in the unreal world, he does. But in the real world that we are in, very different. People are living in in Syria and getting chemical weapons shot at him. What happens? That makes the news, world news. Chemical weapons. They might do it once. We're covering it once a year. That's not good enough. We should almost have a minute's silence because the future of this is going to roll out. People are going to get cancer. People are going to have other respiratory diseases because of this stuff. We can't be asleep at the wheel, we've got to do something. You know, your brothers, your sisters, your aunties, your uncles are all going to get involved and make sure the people at the top end of town and the administrators and governments in this area are accountable. As the lady said, we're all, we vote Labor and they get in, but then that's great. They, they've got a free will, they won by, you know, 30, 40% of the vote. So what are they going to do? Where do they put the money? Where the, where the elections are close? Not here. Not here, exactly. So, you know, we are living in a war zone, guys. We got bombs, chemical weapons going off in our midst. And people are just shrugging their shoulders. People, I'm sure people here who live in the area have shrugged their shoulders, oh, not again. It's like we're living in a war zone. You're getting shot at every day. You just get condition to it, but no, that's not good enough. We're going to stand up to the top end of town and the Mr. Burns's of the world and look after one another. So guys, just please pull together and do just that if you can. Thank you. Um, I've come to the rally because I'm really angry. I feel like um, the issue is being portrayed in the media. Like, it's like, it's they're calling it an industrial area and it just makes it sound like there aren't people living near where basically hazardous waste is exploding and catching fire. Um, and so I'm here because I think no one's really doing anything about it. It's happened here before. I've, you know, I've been in Dallas for 20 years and it happened another time um, in the, and like it, it just, it just went away like no one no one did anything and now I'm like you know I drive 
on the way here, I dro drove past all these factories and, you know, childcare centers as well. And you're like, what, what's even, what's in these? Like, are they full of hazardous chemicals that are like about to explode as well? Um, yeah. And is there, is there a kind of a sense that, you know, people who live out here have got three heads or that they're not actually part of Melbourne or, you know, do you feel a little bit like that? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like if this was happening in Turak or somewhere in the southeast, like people would be outraged and they would be doing, they would, like the government would be like falling over themselves trying to take action, I suppose. But because it's here in you know, Coolaroo and Dallas and Hume, like, people don't care. It's like, it's like we're not, it's like we're second-class citizens or something. The, the area around Broad Meadows, um, at Tepanloi and, um, and at right to Lalo and all that, and those areas, they're all working, they're working-class areas, straight-up full-on working-class areas, you know, and um, this is the sort of thing you expect in working-class areas. They, they just dump their rubbish here, they dump their chemicals here, they even dump their tyres here, you know. They're... Of course, this is the area that uh, the notorious Ancient Orange factory that they were causing so much... Faulkner, sorry, Faulkner. Yeah, Pascoval Road, that's what it is, in Faulkner. Uh, so what were you saying that some of the people said about... The, it peeled the paint off their fences and off their houses and they couldn't grow plants. They had to put plastic flowers in the front garden because they couldn't grow plants. Yeah, yeah, what did the government say? There's nothing wrong, it's all fine, you know, you don't, nothing to worry about, nothing to see here. Because yeah. <laughs> they don't live there? No, yeah, that's right. An angry resident at the Monday gathering in Broadmeadows will end this report on Campbellfeld's fire in Melbourne's working class northern suburbs. They're not supposed okay. to. There are four places in Victoria they can send it to and instead of stockpiling it, it should be gone. And if they're stockpiling, they should be fined immediately, heavy fines, and the stuff should be removed. We have enough in Broadmeadows. We have the toxic dump. We have the tyres. We have the bloody airport and we have the toxic dump. We have enough. Yeah, we have had enough. Yeah. There's people in this crowd who have worked in the chemical industry that can back that up exactly. I know that there are places where this shit can be safely disposed of, but it costs money, and that's money that the company saves by paying shonks to cart it away and park it in a shed in Craigieburn or in Campbellfield or in Epping or in Footscray or whatever. It's not fair! 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 That's it for Stick Together. Best wishes to everyone who has taken part in the Change the Government, Change the Rules rallies across the country Wednesday, April the 10th. The PM might be dallying about the date for the federal election, but many workers can hardly wait. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au and on iTunes and you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by calling 03 9419 8377. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Annie McLaughlin. 
Until next time, stick together. <laughs>